Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the August 25th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is one of those where we pay the bills, which is to say that our sponsor, Security Federal Bank, uh, will be featured in a discussion about mortgages, home improvements, and how their bank can make funds available to you uh, to take care of your home ownership needs. But before we go to Mr. Tim Key, who is our guest, uh, I want to ask you to go to my website, that is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, if you missed last week's show. Last week, my guest was Mr. Herbert Judon uh, from the Augusta Regional Airport. He talked about all of their efforts to ensure that travel is safe, effortless, and accessible for us here in the Augusta area. And I also want to make sure that you know who I have coming next week, and that is Dr. Jermaine Worrell. He is the president of Augusta Technical College. He's going to come and talk to us about their plans for future growth and how they are so important in ensuring that the Augusta area has a well-trained workforce. Local Matters family, our guest today is from Security Federal. As you know, Security Federal helps us pay the bills and one of the best ways that you can support Local Matters is to support Security Federal. Our guest is Mr. Tim Key. He is a vice president in the loan origination area for Security Federal. Uh, and I am going to let him now tell us a little bit about his background. You know, our listeners really appreciate knowing um, how our guests get to where they are. So he's going to share a little bit with us about um, he, where he's from and how long he's been in banking and all of that good stuff. How you doing today, Mr. Key? I am doing well, Janice. Thank you very much. Um, again, my name is Timothy Key and um, I am from the, this area. Um, I grew up in North Augusta when I was born at the old university hospital for the old folks. <laughs> Me too, yay! <laughs> and um, we moved over into North Augusta. So I graduated from North Augusta High um, and then I um, went to um, University of South Carolina in Columbia, and I graduated with um, a degree in business administration and, a, um, and an associate degree in criminal justice. So with my bachelor's degree, um, I um, chose um, two areas to explore, and banking um, was the second one, and I kind of landed a job in banking. So I've been in banking about, 30, um, about 35 years, almost 36 years. And I've been in mortgage banking um, for the vast majority of the time, over 20, 25 years. And so um, I'm from North Augusta. I live in North Augusta. I go to church in North Augusta. Um, I'm on the planning commission in North Augusta. And so my roots are in South Carolina. I mean, I've worked in a, um, Augusta for the majority of my um, time in banking, but, um, you know, I'm still in, still in Augusta in the Evans area, but uh, that's kind of my history as to how I got to here to, to this point. Okay. And I have a few listeners who are members of the Divine Nine. 
So would you like to share your Divine Nine affiliation with us? Oh, very much so. I, there's only, um, there's a great fraternity, um, purple and gold, and friendship is essential to the soul. So I'm an Omega, and um, I pledged at the University of South Carolina back in the 70s. Let's leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Glad to have you on our, our show. Um, I, I like to always highlight uh, members, uh, people who are members of Divine Night organizations, because I think people may have some misconceptions about us. <clears throat> you know, we do a little bit more than parties. So I like to point that out. <laughs> I like to point that out. All right. Thanks so much for that and for being here uh, with me. Um, as you know, our listeners know, Security Federal uh, offers a lot of services, and one of the reasons that they chose to sponsor Local Matters to, to advertise with us is because they wanted people to know what services they offer so that you can take advantage of them for your benefit. Uh, so today, uh, Mr. Key is going to talk about the topic of mortgages. Uh, if you could just kind of walk us through some of the process. I know it's a very involved process, having done it a few times. Um, the whole thing about, you know, what do you need? If somebody knocks on your door, they, they call you, uh, what is it that you're going to ask them for? Okay, first thing I always tell <clears throat> all of my potential clients or just the general public is um, a smart, smart buyer. Um, uh, is a good buyer. Um, so when you arm yourself with the information, um, then normally um, you do better in the process. It's not rocket science, it's math. <clears throat> and so if you get a lot of the um, areas um, um, down prior to coming to visit me, then you normally can go through the process pretty easily. Um, we're going to look at um, a few areas and those areas that we're going to look at um, are you know, pretty, you know, pretty generic as far as when you're borrowing money. We're going to first want to know, can you pay the loan back, the amount in which you want to borrow? Um, secondly, we're going to look at your credit. And then we're going to look at your job stability. Um, we're going to look at, do you have reserves enough to um, uh, put a down payment or what program will be best suited for you? So we look at those areas um, in the um, pre-qualification um, um, uh, stop, as you would say, or the first talk. Um, and once we pull those things together, then we can kind of tell um, where you should be, what kind of product uh, will best suit you. But first thing is um, with all the technology that we have now, folks should um, really know how they stand as far as their credit. So the credit is gonna be a major component aside from you know, being able to afford a particular house. So just, you know, you know, just, just try to, uh, maintain those or do some research on your uh, own financial health. Okay. And when you talk about credit, let's, let's talk some about credit scores. Um, what range do you want somebody to be in when they come in to apply for a mortgage? Okay. Since the um, pandemic, um, credit score ranges have kind of moved north. Um, uh, the, the qualifying um, for a um, home um, um, the scoring has um, been tweaked upward, um, but it's tending, it's starting to settle down a little bit um, as far as what scores. And so when someone asks me, what, what's the score range or what should I have? We have a myriad of different products that we have that have different ranges. And so um, <clears throat> it's more than just your credit score. There are some deal breakers um, as to if you have a low score, 
that we may not have an investor that will buy the loan. Now, I am a um, Security Federal uh, Mortgage Division is a lender. We lend money. And then in turn, lending the money, um, we sell the mortgage and to the, on a secondary market. And that's how you get the low rates. The investors buy the loan and, um, and them buying the loan, they're able to give a much lower rate than um, if we were just to hold on the loan for 30 years. So they are the ones that normally set what the um, credit score should be. But you should be north of 600. Um, a good credit score, a middle range credit score for Equifax um, Experian and TransUnion would probably be in the mid 600s. And that would be safe to um, say that you should be able to get an FHA loan or USDA loan. If you're going to be getting a conventional loan, the guidelines are a little bit more um, stringent. And then you want to be north of um, 700. Now, you can be a little bit low, below 700 and get a conventional loan. But we look at more than just credit scores. We look at um, what's the loan to value, how much money you're putting down. So if you're buying a, for easy math, $100,000 home, and you're putting far more than the minimum down, then your credit score can be a little bit lower. So say, for example, you're putting 20% down, then you should, you know, you may not necessarily have to have a credit score, a high credit score, as high as someone else that's only going to put 3% down. Okay. All right. And in terms of that uh, 20% down or 3% down, um, <clears throat> Some people seem to advise, you know, I read a lot of publications and things, and some folks will advise you will put as little down as possible just to get into a home. And some will advise put the go the full, you know, 15 to 20% in order to place yourself in a position where your payments are going to be lower. Mm -hmm. And I think you also don't have to pay that mortgage insurance, I believe, if you get on the higher end of that. How do you see that? What do you advise people to do? Do you advise to go with the highest down payment possible? Whenever um, an individual um, uh, come into my office or my presence um, asking about a mortgage, it's, um, it's an individual um, um, thing. It's like a physician giving you a prescription. Um, they don't say, well, this is wrong. Um, do this. I mean, they may tell you to take this, lose weight, and getting more exercise. Um, so when it comes to a mortgage um, and it's your first time or your second time, or if you sold a house and you have a lot of equity, I customize um, the loan product or the uh, process or what you're gonna do to what your overall goals are. So say for example, you come into an area and you're military, um, you're more than likely gonna use your VA loan. That's hundred percent. And there's no mortgage insurance on it. So with the veteran coming, coming to this area more than likely is going to be here only five years so why would he put down 20 or 30 percent so normally he would buy or she would buy um a house within the affordable range so if i can get a hundred percent loan and i can afford up to comfortably fifteen hundred dollars then we'll look at whatever the rates are at this particular time what can fifteen hundred dollars buy and then fifteen hundred dollars um, um with a va loan they get a say a two hundred and Fifty thousand, two seventy, or three hundred thousand dollar home—just just numbers off the top of my head—and then that's what he would go out and shop for. If you were a person um, um, and a family of four, and your children were, you know, um, not teenagers yet, and you need to have a little bit larger home, then um, you know we would try to figure out: um, is it a, is this a veteran that can get a hundred percent loan, 
or do they have a lot of uh, savings that they can um, uh, buy a home and put 20% down? So I would examine their financial um, state and then we'll make recommendations for them and their long-term plans. So it's very much a customized process. It's a customized process. It's not one stop, uh, one, one loan fits all. It does not. Uh, we collaborate. We go back and forth. And a lot of times I'm asked, how long are you going to be here? What are your plans? Do you plan to buy, start a home and keep the home and rent it out? And all of those things go into our decision making. And a lot of times I don't. Um, in the process, oftentimes it's just keystrokes for me. Um, I'm trying to fit the product to the um, need of the customer. All right. And uh, as you talk about different products, um, I understand there are many different types of mortgages. Um, so could you explain a little bit more about the different types? Okay. There are, two, there are two broad types. You got conventional loans and you have government loans. Government loans or um, VA loans, FHA loans, um, USDA loans, um, those loans have a... Um, a, either an insurance, which is an FHA loan. FHA loans are not for um, poor folks, rich folks, white folks, black folks. FHA loans are just government insured loans. And the guidelines are a little bit more liberal. That means they're assisting you in getting in the house by only requiring three and a half percent down. And your ratios may, um, may be a, um, a little bit broader, meaning that you can have a little bit higher debt to income ratio. A VA loan is for veterans. You would have had to have been in the service and honorably discharged or still in the service for a certain period of time or the reserves or the National Guard. And um, normally it's a 100% um, loan. That means if you're buying a $100,000 house for easy math and you're a VA, um, you're a veteran and you're getting a VA loan, then I can make a loan to you for $100,000. Um, so, uh, and, and a veteran can um, use his VA um, benefits more than one time and, and, and purchasing more than um, one home. So I'm giving you kind of a broad sense of um, um, these products as I talk about them, but there's a lot more to it than, uh, than that. And a USDA loan um, is a rural housing loan. That's when you're buying in rural areas. And so that is a 100% loan as well. So if from in, the, in the Augusta area or the CSRA, um, the rural areas will be identified as certain counties like Burke County, would be considered rural. Um, Edgefield County would be considered as being rural. If you were in Aiken County, um, the city of North Augusta is not rural, but outside of the city limits would be rural. Um, and if you were in Aiken, um, the city limits of Aiken or the um, incorporated areas of Aiken would not be um, rural. Um, so if you were in Augusta, Harlem, um, um, Appling, those would be USDA um, areas. And um, uh, Rich, I mean, excuse me, um, Hepzibah, Burke County will be rural as well. So those loans are participated um, 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 with the um, full faith of the United States government, either in, through the insurance of a premium being paid monthly or in advance, or by um, a VA loan by the full faith um, or guaranteed by um, the government. And also the USDA has a component that they receive certain funds up front and on a monthly basis to support sort of a, a insurance type of um, uh, help in the loan. Everything else is a conventional loan. So um, that's where you normally have 
mortgage insurance. On government loan, you have private mortgage insurance. And that's where if you don't put down 20%, then you'll pay a, a premium and you'll get insurance in the event of default. So those are the two basic broad um, loan categories. And on a um, uh, conventional loan, we have a 3% for first-time home buyers. We have a 5%. And of course, if you put 20% down, then you would not have mortgage insurance. So oftentimes folks will come in and say, I, wanna pay, I don't want to pay that, that, that EMI, that mortgage insurance. Um, and so when we look at it from an individual standpoint, if they have got high credit scores and they put 5% down and they're buying a reasonably priced home, um, I would ask them, according to your savings, um, do you want to put down 15% more uh, to save yourself $45 or $60 a month? So you look at things from an informational standpoint as to how is it going to affect you. Um, and so everything is relative. Um, if you've got a lot of savings and putting 20% down is not a big deal, I don't know that I would want to uh, put 20% put down and have no savings left to save $60 a month. So I give you all the mathematical um, of information you need to make a good decision. So it's not rocket science, it's just math. Okay. Um, and as you were thinking, as you were talking, what I was thinking about was uh, you probably have to ask folks a ton of questions when mm -hmm. they come in, uh, but you're not asking those questions just to be nosy. You're asking those right. questions to make sure that you can match them up with the right product, given right. all of the products, the different types of loan products you mentioned. You're, you're trying to make sure you find the right match. Uh, for them and it may seem like you're being nosy but it's it's to benefit them in the long term yeah um the mortgage processes process is very invasive so i mean it's like a medical um examination it's a financial examination and i'm gonna get um a lot of information and like i said but uh, we, we look at a um a few areas and i need everything attached to the area i need to have your income um, and I need to have proof of that income. And that includes your tax returns. I need to have um, your bank statements and your retirement statements. I need to know your reserves simply because I need to um, have that as to how much are you able to put down and how much reserves you have once you own the house. All of that feeds into an automated underwriting system, which is our first line of defense and as far as getting you qualified. And so I need to get like driver's license. That's through the Patriot Act. I got to verify who it is. Um, and if you're um, receiving income from divorce or um, child support, then yeah, it's going to get a little invasive. I'm going to have to get the source of that. And that's normally through a divorce decree or child support recovery. So all the things that I ask for, um, it's, it's not, a, not from a, I want to know it is all tied into the process of qualifying you. And through Fannie and Freddie, which are the um, quasi-government entities that um, has a securitizing um, process uh, for these mortgages, um, they have the rules, they make the rules. And if we wanna give you this good rate of 2.75%, then we have to follow the rules and then you have to produce the um, information asked for. So I tell everybody, just give the information. Um, I am too busy to be concerned about what your divorce decree states um, or your child support. Like I said, it's just numbers. And um, all we're gonna do is just put it into the uh, old black box, the computer to um, get an approval and they get you into the house. So it's not anything from a, 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 a sense of wanting to know. It is building a picture 
and the picture has to be clear enough that whomever is reviewing it, the underwriter and the investor that might be buying it can understand the picture, um, well, can tell what the picture is by based on the documentation which we've given. Okay. All right, very good. Um, one of the other things that I'd like to touch on, you know, as we talked about mortgages uh, for people, and I just want to make clear to the audience, we're not just talking about first-time homebuyers. We're talking about people who are buying their second, third, fourth house. You mentioned folks in the military. They travel a lot. Um, they may be on their fifth home purchase. Um, you'll work with anybody that, that's interested in, in, in securing a mortgage to purchase property. And I also want to touch on the topic of home improvements. You know, um, I live in an older neighborhood. You ride around, not just Augusta, but any other city, and you'll see some houses that are in some degree of disrepair. And when that happens, I'm thinking, hey, you know, this is really bringing the neighborhood down. Um, and but then I have to ask why. I mean, is it because the people simply don't have the money? Is it because it's not a priority for them? Is it they, they don't know how they can access the capital to make home improvements? Um, can you just kind of talk through that process? If there's somebody that that needs to do a new roof and needs to rework their plumbing, you know, is that somebody you would want to see come through your doors and talk to you about those things? Right. Um, I am a um, loan originator. I um, only do mortgages to purchase homes, to renovate homes, to build homes. So I, I speak to anyone in regards to their situation. Um, when you're doing home repairs, um, I said a little bit earlier, a smart buyer is a good buyer. Um, you have to be armed with information. One of the things that normally um, happens when you see neighborhoods going down and see it's probably a multitude of um, um, either um, economic or environmental um, um, situations going on. And um, so it, the first thing you, you need to do um, as far as um, um, renovating um, a particular home is if what you're renovating, is it going to be worth it? That's, that's the number one question. It's math. Um, do I have to put $100,000 in to bring in this house up to snuff and the house is going to only be worth $70,000? That's a bad investment. So um, you have to look at um, what is going to be the cost. Um, if you're going to be uh, renovating it for um, investment property, rental property, then you need to always count the cost. What is it going to cost me to get? What is it going to cost me to get the house up to snuff as to what is going to bring me in revenue? Um, what is it going to um, uh, cost to renovate this house if I'm going to flip it, meaning that I'm going to renovate it, then I'm going to sell it, then I'm going to take my profits at that particular time? So once you count the cost, that is the beginning. Um, don't start a business or do anything until you know, um, until you count the cost. And then I give you um, some help in that. Normally, when you're doing a, a, a major renovation, then you're going to have to have a contractor. Um, the contractor then will give you a um, spec sheet or contract as to what he's going to do. And we take that contract and um, the drawings that we may have as to what he's doing. And we have it appraised. We get a when complete appraisal. So the appraiser says what you're going to be doing as far as renovation and what the house, the land that the house sits on and the condition that it is now, once it's completed, the house will be worth that. And then we make our decision or we do the math on the win complete value as to are we able to do it and at what level are we able to do. So sometimes 
If the house does not have a um, loan on it, then it gives you a, a much better opportunity to be able to get the money necessary to do the repairs. Now, if you bought the house <clears throat> and it has a loan on it, then once we do the when complete appraisal, and then we find out the maximum amount that we may be, may be able to lend might be 80%, <clears throat> then that's gonna cut into the amount of money that you are able to give you. And then at that particular point, then we're gonna you know, determine whether this is a, is a viable project. Very good. But, and, and let me um, take it a step further. Is it probably always worth a try? Let's say, you know, I'm in a situation where maybe I don't have a mortgage. Like I said, I live in an older neighborhood. So some of the folks have been there for 60 years. We still got some of the original homeowners. You know, you've been there 50, 60 years. It is your forever home. You know that. Um, is it, and you don't have a mortgage anymore, it's probably worth a try to come in and ask the questions to see if there's some assistance that a bank could provide. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I don't dash anyone's dreams. As I said before, it's only math um, as far as whether we're able to do it or not. I don't get into why you want to live there and uh, is this house big enough for your family? I don't get into any of that. Um, I just try to give you the information that you need in order to make a decision for you and your family. And I also tell you what the bank rules uh, will allow me to do. So if we can match those two things together, then, you know, we got a, we got a deal. Um, so <clears throat> if the house is paid for and the renovations are not too extensive, then, and, and you're going to be staying there, um, then more power to you, then that's something that we can do. If the house that you want to live in um, and the renovations are necessary to bring it up to snuff, it's far more than what the house is worth. You can still do it, but you just have to come out your pocket with more money. I, you might need $80,000 and I'm only able to lend you 65. So that means you're going to need 15. So as long as you got the 15, we got a deal. When it gets to the point where you're unable to um, pay the difference out of your pocket, then you got two things to do. You can um, step back and punt or you can and save the money or you can um, look at another property. So the math will help you decide. Sometimes um, your desire to renovate a house um, um, does not make economic good sense. And that means that um, I have the house, but it's in such disrepair, I may as well um, bulldoze it and build, build a new. If it was some type of historical house <clears throat> or some sentimental value that you wanted to put your life savings into it, then that's, that's kind of a personal decision. But the math will all, ways help you decide um, whether the project is worth it. Thanks so much for that. Uh, we are about out of time as we prepare to close. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Um, buying a home, building a home, renovating a home, um, buying a second home. Uh, all you have to do is just give me a call um, um, at um on my cell phone, which is 706-840-3308. Um, and I give out my cell phone because that's my um, uh, major way of um, communicating. Um, and Or text me. Um, and the bottom line is, when you get the information that you need to make uh, for you or your family, um, it will arm you enough that you can uh, make a decision. 
And so don't uh, be afraid to just make a phone call or send an email or send a text. You can find me on the internet. You can look up um, Tim Key at Security Federal. I have a link there um, to get in touch with me. But it's like I said, it's not rocket science, it's just math. And if you have a question or you have a desire, we have, we're here at Security Federal, we can meet those needs with um, our um, consumer counseling, which is free. Uh, we have good um, checking and savings products. Um, we have good locations. We've moved our footprint into the Augusta area. Um, we do a lot of um, uh, home lending um, through an automated system and online. And so we can do a lot of stuff by phone. So we're easily able to be contacted. Um, if you have an issue with getting in touch with me, sometimes I do really get busy. Um, just um, give me an email and give me a text and I'll follow back up with you. All right, give us that phone number one more time. 706-840-3308. And my email address is T-I-M-K-E-Y at securityfederalbank.com. So it's my first name, last name at securityfederalbank.com. All right. Thank you so much for sharing all of this great information with our listeners and we wish you the best. Okay. Dennis, thanks. You have a great day. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.